0: Welcome back to the emergency goalies. Busy week for the Blackhawks and uh, not a very good one. I mean, kind of what we expected. The first uh, game, they went to overtime against the Kings. A pretty hard fought game. And the uh, Kings won with, what was it, 1.4 seconds left in overtime?
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah. So, but I mean, it was, well, it was, you know, pretty even, I would say. Blackhawks a bit outplayed, but they stayed in it. And then um, the next game Saturday against the Ducks, they got badly outplayed. I'm going to say it, at least for the first two periods. They were not like, they were getting kind of dominated. Yet somehow they stayed in the game and were able to win it in the third period. In a game, they really had no business winning. I mean, but you know, Played another bad team and were able to win and then they played the hurricanes and as we talked about before this a pretty bad matchup for the blackhawks and they actually played probably better than they did against the ducks but they were a shutout three nothing by the hurricanes so that was pretty much expected and then they played the blues just last night and you know it was funny We were talking about how bad the Blues had started. Right after we said that, sure enough, they've gone on a winning streak. And they uh, beat the Blackhawks last night relatively easily. Although the Blackhawks did have some chances. But I guess I'll ask you, this is pretty much what we kind of expected going into the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I think you summed it up pretty well. I think the Blackhawks were pretty competitive against the Kings. You know, it was a team that they had beaten two to one the previous week uh, in a game where their goaltending probably um, won that game. I think that was Merazic, the first Kings game. And then last week again, the goaltending uh, played well. I think it was Merazic again. No, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been Mirazik two weeks ago. It would have been just Mirazik last week. I can't remember who played the first one. Must have been Soderblom yeah yeah um so yeah morasic probably played his best game of the year uh in that kings game it was uh kind of a tough luck tough luck loss for him uh with that last second loss but i
0: should add um that overtime was very good oh
1: yeah. it was beautiful just beautiful yeah um that was just a lot of fun um you know the kings are a an up-and-coming team. They've still got a couple of the, you know, their their tried-and-true veterans, but they're relying on a lot of young players. They're a few years ahead of the Blackhawks in their kind of rebuild. Um, back when the Blackhawks should have taken the plunge, the Kings actually did, and uh, they managed to keep their older stars while falling down the standings, and then getting some good young talent to to rebuild around them. Um, whereas now the Blackhawks are kind of, they waited too long and had to, they're going to be dealing all of their old stars, but yeah, you know, it was a, that was a, that was a lot of fun, uh, Anaheim game. Yeah. You know, I, I, there were a lot long stretches of that where the Blackhawks did not play well, but they did stay structurally sound defensively. Kept the ducks to the outside uh, pretty consistently, despite the fact that the Hawks rarely had the puck. But it just you know they 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 didn't give up high quality chances very often to the Ducks, and they hung around. They hung around, and then they capitalized on the chances that they did generate and won the game. Uh, very similar to several early season victories that the team. So, had. I mean, you
0: could almost say like a bend but don't break.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of the the type of game that they're going to have to to play to win. Um, And they kind of competed the same way against uh, the Hurricanes. Uh, I might even say that they played better against the Hurricanes than they did against the Ducks. Um, The Hawks Hawks pressured um, the Hurricanes pretty well. They did cause some turnovers. They did... Uh, possess the puck more against the Hurricanes than they did against Anaheim. But the difference is Anaheim, uh, well, they didn't have good goal which which hurt them, but um, they're also not as structurally sound defensively, whereas the Hurricanes kind of played the same kind of game that the Blackhawks have been trying to do where, oh, okay, yeah, we gave up the puck a little bit, but we kept everything to the outside and the Blackhawks don't really have the – uh, goal scoring talents to score from range <laughs> and bad angles and that sort of thing. And, and Carolina was good at, at limiting the Blackhawks to those type of chances. And then uh, again, they capitalized on the, the chances that they got. And, you know, that's the way it's going to go for the Blackhawks. They're just, they're just not talented enough to hang with a team like Carolina and, um, consistently despite the fact that Carolina is still missing a a few of their good players, Um, but they were still, um, you know, a much better team than the Hawks. And then I only caught parts of the blues game, but uh, that certainly seemed like uh, maybe the worst game the Blackhawks have played all season. Um, They did not do a good job of keeping the blues out of the, the high danger areas, and the Blues were able to uh, take advantage of that. Um, there were some bad turnovers um, by guys like Caleb Jones and Alex Ragula, yep. And uh, a few others. Uh, Domi, I think, had a, a, a pretty bad turnover as well. And, yeah, the Blues took advantage. Um, I never really bought um, the Blues' slow start. That just seemed like, oh, yeah, you know, like, what, I think they lost like six games in a row or something like that yep. early in the year. Um, and I was just like, ah, they're just too talented. They'll, they'll, you know, they're probably not as good as they were playing like last year, but yeah, they're three
0: and eight to start. And then they've won like four straight. So yeah, they there's seven and eight. Yeah.
1: So I I think the Blackhawks are still ahead of them, but that's only a matter of time. And, uh, yeah, I do think we're starting to see the Blackhawks kind of show their true colors more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the puck luck is going away and, you know, really the only thing that makes this difficult is the Western conference is so bad. Yes. Um, in comparison to the Eastern conference, um, I want to say there's probably eight, maybe nine, just fairly non-competitive Western conference teams, um, that are, um, you know, probably not playoff caliber, but they have to you know, they one have to, or one or two of them are probably gonna yeah. <laughs> end up in They'd the playoffs. Whereas in the Eastern Conference, there's really like two non-competitive teams mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and they're just bludgeoning each other. <laughs> and uh, whereas in the Western conference, it's just like, well, somebody's gotta win.
0: And, yeah, it's gonna really be funny, like there's gonna be teams that like desperately trying to avoid. Making the playoffs, but somebody has to make it.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, Like, do I want to do I want to be the team that gets makes the playoffs barely, so I'm out of the lottery, then get destroyed by the Avalanche, right? First round. Like, "Mm."
1: no, that would probably be the 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 worst thing for a couple of the teams. Um, You know, I'm sure there's out of those. You know, like a team like the Blues is going to probably have to. Uh, climb back into that type of situation and they would probably be happy with that. Um, But yeah, for all the teams that are trying to be not competitive um, it's uh, kind of interesting um, that, uh, yeah, I I, I would say at the end of the year um, and we get to the bottom 10 teams in the year, mm, my guess is eight of them comes from the Western Conference right. and then two of them come from the East, which is uh, you know, a, a reversal from um, when the Blackhawks were at their height. Um, you know, we were always talking about the fact that um, the Western Conference, and well, particularly the Central division yeah. was always just, a bloodbath. And you know, there were years where the Blackhawks were maybe the best team in the league, but they didn't win their own division, yes, because they knew they were going to be in the playoffs and they just they kind of took the month of January off every once in a while and uh, just kind of coasted and conserved energy. and it, and I mean, what was it like a, off in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, it was like a four year period. Yeah. Where basically the Kings and Blackhawks, like that was the Stanley Cup. Right. Wouldn't it match up?
1: Yeah. And, you know, and, I mean, Anaheim was really good. Uh, you know, the Blues were always a good team, but they couldn't get past the Blackhawks. The Wild were always a good team, couldn't get past the Blackhawks. Um, Nashville, obviously, was always a good team and couldn't get past the Blackhawks. Um, you know, the, the one-year Vancouver was really good. They did get past the Blackhawks, but just barely, <laughs> despite the fact that that was the Blackhawks' worst team. Yeah. Of that era. But yeah, you know, it's uh kind of gone in a cyclical nature nature, I guess you could say, where the Western Conference, a lot of those teams that were competitive for a long time, like the Hawks and the, the Sharks and the Ducks, have finally hit the down cycle in things.
0: I don't and, know. Maybe they should go back to the um early 80s, where the playoffs were just like across both com- there was no conference setup. They just went. When to 16, the best teams?
1: Eh, It'll even out soon, but just for, you know, a season like this, it's just, it's, it's one of those, uh, years where it's just not even at all, but Hey, you know, that's just the environment that the Blackhawks are going to have to navigate here. And, uh, you know, uh we, we do got a bunch of Eastern Conference teams on the schedule for uh this upcoming week. Well a couple anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, like they they've got to play Boston uh, on the road coming up here, and that's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> that's not a good matchup for the Blackhawks at all. And um, you know, they they then they gotta uh, come back home against Pittsburgh the next day. And play in the afternoon the next day, which is that's a tough turnaround. Yes. And the Penguins are kind of like the Blues of the Eastern Conference where they didn't get off to a great start. Um, But I think that that, is the Penguins. Is is that the Hosa game? I believe it is. Yes. Um, Yeah, the 20th. Yes. That is the, the Hosa retirement ceremony. Um, but yeah, I think Pittsburgh is one of those teams that's kind of getting, uh, buried in the Eastern conference a little bit, not because they're a bad team, but just because there's so many good teams and somebody has got to lose. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, I think if you put them in the Western conference, they'd probably be the fourth or fifth, fifth best (laughs) team. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup. And then next Wednesday, they've got Dallas who is playing pretty well. And, uh, so that's gonna be a, a a tough one as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a sparse week overall, which is three games, but mm-hmm. it's a really tough back to back this weekend. Um, and um, my guess is unless they get a nice boost of energy from the from the Hosa ceremony, they might um, lose them all. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gonna that's that's gonna be a, a a tough, tough weekend for them.
0: And obviously, um, we are both big HOSA fans. Absolutely. No, I mean, uh, there was some, like, you know, a little bit of, like, you know, talk about, you know, honoring players from, like, 2010 era and stuff, but I don't, I think, HOSA, I think, is, I haven't heard anything bad about HOSA, but...
1: Yeah, you know, it's tough. Um, my thought is at this point i mean <laughs> with all the things that kane was accused of over the years and then obviously with all of the kyle beach stuff you're not they're not going to just completely wipe the board with all of these guys i mean patrick sharps in the in the the booth yeah um and uh yeah i it's one of those things where I don't know that there's a good answer to it.
0: And
1: at some point, you know, celebrate the guys, um, uh, achievements on the ice, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, maybe it's not the, uh, I have more of a problem with like Patrick Sharp being in the booth than I do having yeah. uh, a retirement ceremony for Marion host's Jersey, um, is, is kind of my feeling on the things it's, it's not the, hey, we got to have a, a, a night to celebrate something on ice. It's, you know, w- what was the cultural things that were the problems back then? And, you know, n- and not to say that every one of the players were, and maybe Patrick Sharp wasn't among them. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but that's also part of the problem is we don't know and we're probably never going to know. Exactly. And so that's the, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know what the solution is to that. Um, and. But at the same time, I, I don't have an issue with the, um, you know, the occasional ceremony for these guys. I mean, we're going to have a Duncan Keith one coming up at some point, we're going to have obviously caves and Kane down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, we did what we we did. Jomerson last year, right? They did. Yes. Yeah. The HOSA one got postponed. Um, but we did end up doing the Merson one. And I mean, those were always my two guys were Jomerson and Mm Hosa. Um, uh, I always thought that those were the two guys that were as good as anyone on the team but didn't get quite the um, exposure that uh, some of the, the you know, the, the Taves and the Keith and the um, Kane and, you know, even Seabrook, uh, I think got more credit than Hosa and Jalmerson did. Yeah at certain points and uh you know i think it's mostly because uh, they didn't score as much as those guys but um as far as all around game goes and contributing to the three championships uh those two guys were such tone setters and so reliable um 200 foot players that uh, i just i always appreciated their game so much And Hossa in particular, uh, you know, he was just a horse out there who could control the puck and every part of the ice um, with skill and strength and smarts with, you know, shielding guys. Even as he slowed down a little bit and some of the injuries crept in, uh, his puck possession never um, wavered all that much. No, Um, he was a great player. And then, of course, I, I, I think he was maybe the best back checker that I've mm-hmm. ever seen. His puck pursuit in the neutral zone was just incredible. He
0: might be the hardest worker.
1: Yeah. Uh, the number of plays that he just eliminated by being both responsible and hardworking. <laughs> like <laughs> you said, just uh, the motor never stopped. And he was just a hound out there
0: yeah that's it you know the one thing I always tell people is I only went to one game in person but I just when you went in person you watched Tosa like just to watch him for a shift it was amazing all the stuff that you would never see on a broadcast because they'd be following the puck but just to watch him work the whole the whole shift was amazing
1: yeah absolutely um just, yeah, I, he was uh, of the forward group. He was my favorite to watch. And then John Merson was my favorite of the, of the defensive core. And uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm glad the, both of those guys have ended up getting their nights. Um Hose is obviously going to get his hall of fame uh, uh, credentials. And then obviously for, for Hosa, this is, you know, a, a step further with the Jersey retirement. Um, I think that's one of those ones where, you know, do his, does his accomplishments as a Blackhawk probably warrant it in comparison to somebody like Steve Mm Larmer? Probably not. Yeah. But this is a guy where, you know, he also made huge contributions to other teams and is a hall of famer and was the better overall player. Um, just despite the fact that, you know, he just, he, he just played the second half of his career with the Blackhawks.
0: Yes. Uh, although, I mean, he also was on three Stanley cup
1: winning teams. So. that uh, No, three Stanley cups in a, he went to, he went to three Stan. Well, oh no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Three There's Stanley team. cup winning teams Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, he yeah, also, so he, he also played in three straight Stanley that, yeah. cups with three different teams. Yeah. Um, which I think is a testament to his uh, abilities as well, yes. um, and the the influence that he could have. So, yeah, you know, just a great player who uh, deserves to be in the hall and deserves that his number retired, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yes, I agree for that. And you know, and, and then on top of that, he's literally the only player to ever wear number eighty-one for the Blackhawks, and he it's, will yeah, continue to be the only player. eighty one not for a common players. number, so yeah. So but yeah, yeah I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that night. Yep. I
0: think, I don't know if there's any, any other news, I guess. Uh, Ian Mitchell might be coming back. You know, know, yeah,
1: I'm hoping so. Um, I, I think the plan was to keep him down in Rockford for a little while longer. Um, but the team is struggling a little bit and Mitchell got off to a good start in Rockford uh, in his first couple of games down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with Seth Jones still out for a couple more weeks, um, they need uh, a right-handed defenseman and they need somebody that can work the power play. They've really struggled to replace Jones on the power play. And uh, Mitchell uh, has those kind of skills. Um, and then beyond that, uh, I know Staylock is skating, so he's probably going to be back within a week or so. And then, yeah, Jones is probably a couple of weeks away, but Tyler Johnson might be back this this yes. weekend as well. Um, maybe not both ends of the back-to-back. Um, but we we'll, might we'll see. see. But, yeah, I, I'm expecting to see him in at least one of, one of the two games, which is obviously a big help given the uh, nice start that he got off to. I mean, he was actually the Blackhawks' leading scorer when he went down. So Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and as far as individual players from these last week, uh, Taves has continued to play terrific. Um, we're still seeing very inconsistent efforts out of Kane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, as far as the defense goes, uh, you know, I think McCabe and Murphy have both played pretty well. Tenority has been fairly strong. And then we've continued to see the up and down nature of Caleb Jones. Yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating where, you know, he'll have one or two good games in a row and then just two yeah. terrible games. I mean, he's probably been their worst player the last two days or yeah, the yeah, last two games. That was and that's that's unfortunate because he was he's been getting a much larger opportunity in the absence of his brother. Yeah. And for a little while he was taking advantage of it. But yeah he's kind of back to being himself i guess you could say which is the inconsistent player and so yeah it's uh, that's been kind of tough to watch and it does seem like that we're finally starting to see the impact of of losing seth jones for as long as they have um there's just you know they've got a couple of second pair guys in mccabe and murphy but they've got no other first pair and all of their third pair type guys are more like sixth, seventh type guys than they are, you know, somebody that you'd really want to move up. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's been kind of tough, but you know, Hey, they're still playing smart for the most part um, outside of the blues game and yes. they're keeping them close. Yep.
0: All right. Um. Obviously next week is Thanksgiving. So I'm not sure when we will, have a next episode.
1: Uh, you know, I, I was just thinking about that. Um, maybe we should do Tuesday. Okay.
0: So we can do um, so. Forward. We'll
1: just kind of do the the two weekend games and then do the do Tuesday, because they've actually got Wednesday games for the next couple of weeks. So maybe we can just do Tuesday for the next okay. couple.
0: Well, there you go, listeners. You got the behind the scenes into our painstaking process for yes, for scheduling. <laughs> Anyway, um, on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm STH85. And I think there'll still be Twitter, but if not, you can subscribe to the podcast on the Apple podcast app. And yeah, we'll be back next week. And as always, go Hawks.